Welcome back to Financial Freedom 101. My name is Robert, and this is episode 21. Today's episode is about a subject we are all tired of hearing about, but one that continues to provide us with countless valuable lessons. Today's episode is about COVID-19. Regardless of where you live, we have all been affected by the COVID pandemic in one way or another. Even if you were one of the lucky ones to not have been infected by the COVID virus, like myself, knock on wood, you were still affected through lockdowns, vaccination differentiation measures, decreased work capacities, and more. In fact, even now, when most countries have lifted all the COVID safety measures, we are still being affected through increased inflation, higher gas prices, supply chain delays, and high cost of goods and services. So I know what you're thinking. What does COVID-19 have to do with becoming financially free, and why are we discussing it on a Financial Freedom Podcast? The answer to this can be summed up with one simple statement. Life comes at you fast, and we need to be able to adapt to whatever is thrown at us. When the pandemic first hit, everybody was thrown for a loop, as this was something that hadn't happened since the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918. While there have been various outbreaks over the last couple of decades, like SARS, MERS, and even Ebola, these have been isolated and short-lived. But nothing has affected the world like COVID-19. At the start of the pandemic, I was on a call with my mentor discussing how this event was affecting our property investments and how it was potentially going to reshape the property market as a whole. We even took this one step further and spoke about how this was going to affect us both personally and professionally as we had plans to pull out equity from one of our properties and make additional investments. The main takeaway from the meeting was something I was already doing on a small scale, but his advice to me was to take this time and evaluate what we were doing. Look at everything and find out where the excess was, what we could do without, and what was really important to us. This was great advice and really helped our business to survive and grow. However, just like we needed to evaluate the situation at the beginning of the pandemic, now that the pandemic is ending, we need to look back and understand what lessons were learned during this time. For those of you who have a military background, you know that at the end of every operation, at the end of every training event, you conduct after-action reports to see what you did wrong, what went right, and how you can improve. This is no different for business. The COVID pandemic has reshaped the way business is done. We have seen businesses that have been around for decades close their doors, while at the same time opening opportunities for new businesses and new ideas. Regardless of if you had to close your business or if you have just started a new business, the pandemic has given us a number of lessons that we need to learn from. In fact, Many of these lessons we have actually already spoken about over the last 20 episodes, as they are essential to succeeding in becoming financially free. The first and probably most important lesson we need to learn from COVID is the need to be flexible and have the ability to adapt to the changing situations. We spoke about this in detail back in episode 6, but the pandemic emphasized why this lesson is a quintessential skill to have. Normally, Changes to a given industry are small and slowly grow over time, giving individuals time to adapt and adjust the way they do business. However, during the pandemic, the timeline was accelerated and for some industries, they were forced to change almost overnight. 
In episode 6, we highlighted how Kodak was once the undisputed champion of film and photography, but failed to adapt to the change in technology and insisted on sticking with regular 35mm film instead of embracing digital. The change to digital took well over a decade, and despite all signs showing that digital was here to stay, Kodak refused to adapt. Now fast forward to 2020 and consider the property rental market. The signs that COVID was going to be a big deal were present two to three months before the pandemic was actually declared. Countries had already started closing their borders to other countries like China, or were requiring extra checks for arriving passengers. While this had nothing to do with the property rental market, several agencies saw what could potentially happen as fears of the virus spread and started preparing video walkthroughs of their property in order to avoid close contact with others. The idea of video walkthroughs of property is nothing new, but as most would prefer to view a property in person, they haven't been widely used. However, once lockdowns occurred, this one factor became a game changer. Even as restrictions were lifted, a number of agencies kept the video walkthroughs as it gives the prospective buyer slash renter the ability to see the property in a bit more detail than simply looking at pictures. This helps to cut down on wasting everybody's time by only viewing property in person if they are serious about buying or renting it. As international property investors, most would think there is little that we could do to adapt to situations as most of our work is already done remotely or online. But there is. For our business, we actually looked at the strategy we were using when it came to property investing. Although we were already considering a change in strategy, COVID accelerated that change. Our focus was initially on buying houses of multiple occupations, or HMOs, in the Midlands as they offered the best rate of returns and allowed us to compensate for the higher mortgage interest rates that we were getting as international investors. Unfortunately, the downside to HMOs is that they have a higher rate of turnover of tenants, leading to longer and more costly void periods. Although we were already looking at standard buy-to-lets or single-family homes, This was really to supplement our HMO portfolio. However, due to the pandemic, the demand for HMOs plummeted, universities closed, and people didn't want to share houses with complete strangers. As such, we could no longer count on the HMOs to sustain our cash flow requirements or be our main focus. We had to shift our focus to buy-to-lets as they allowed for consistent cash flow. Additionally, We also started focusing more in the north where we could buy two buy-to-lets for the same price as one in the Midlands, place both of them on a single mortgage, and produce a similar cash flow as our HMO produced when fully tenanted. On top of this, as we grow our landlord experience and build our credit history in the UK, we are also getting better mortgage rates, which helps us to increase our cash flow and produce a better ROI for buy-to-lets than we were receiving initially. The next critical lesson that we learned during the pandemic is a need for routine budget reviews. Just like the need to be flexible, COVID reinforced why this is such a critical process. In fact, this process is such a critical aspect in business that it was the main topic for episode two. As I mentioned at the very start of episode two, budgeting and budget review is the number one key to becoming financially free, as this is how you track and know where your money is going. If you do not know how much money you have or where your money is going, how can you ever hope to become financially free? During the pandemic, 
Cost-cutting was the primary way of how companies were able to survive. Employees were furloughed, companies moved to smaller offices, and luxuries like fully stocked pantries were cut from company budgets. While most may think cost-cutting is easier for larger companies, it is actually even more critical for smaller or startup companies to figure out where to cut funds before they were forced to close their doors. Although it is easier for larger companies to find places to reduce costs, there are plenty of places that smaller companies can target as well. When doing the budget review, the key is to go into it with an open mind. Are the things that you think are necessities really necessities or are they actually nice-to-haves? You also need to ask yourself if there is a better or more efficient way to do things. A perfect example for both of these issues deals with IT. For businesses, accounting software is an essential service as this supports everything from helping you find investors to filling in your annual tax returns to really tracking your money. I know a lot of people with small businesses who track their finances on Excel spreadsheet due to the limited number of transactions done each month. Although this is a viable solution, it is not really a practical one for most small companies. Even for us, with a small property investment business of two properties and a few development investments, using Excel spreadsheets could quickly become cumbersome and inefficient. Because of this, most people will automatically opt to purchasing a subscription to Xero, QuickBooks, or other brand name online accounting software. These subscriptions can easily cost you between 25 and 50 US dollars per month. But do you really need them? Yes. Accounting software is a necessity for small businesses, but there are a number of really good free options out there. In fact, we're using one for our consultancy business, and it does everything we need. We can issue invoices, we can upload bills, we can track expenses, and produce any type of a report you want, such as profit and loss, balance sheets, or even cash flow statements. It even has a phone app for you to record expenses and upload receipts on the go. As it is an online software, we can even assign an accountant profile to it so that our accountant can log in and pull any information that they need from our books. So while accounting software is a necessity, paying monthly subscription fees is not. In line with this, and as a free tip for you, If the free service isn't sufficient and you want to upgrade to the paid services, you can always call the sales desk to see if you can negotiate a cheaper price or purchase just the upgraded options that you need, thereby reducing the monthly expense. We have actually done this on a few of the sites we pay monthly subscriptions to. Another perfect example of cutting costs would be online storage sites. Prior to the pandemic, both my wife and I had multiple online storage sites. We had our personal one that we both upgraded to paid storage accounts, i.e. larger storage space. We had accounts associated with our company email addresses and even had a Dropbox account. We never really thought about it until the pandemic struck and our passive income stream, which contributes a lot to our monthly cash flow, was affected. We thought these accounts were necessities as they allowed us to access our files from anywhere. However, as we start looking at our monthly expenses, we realized that none of our storage accounts were being effectively used and we had a lot of free space in each of them. We were able to move files around and download archive files to external hard drives, which allowed us to cancel our Dropbox account and reduce the storage size of our other accounts, saving us about $15 to $20 per month. 
Might not sound like a lot, but little things do add up. The third and final lesson that we'll discuss on this episode is the need to take advantage of the downtime and use the opportunity to learn and increase your knowledge. We have already spoken about the need to be flexible and change with a given situation. And one way to change is by learning new techniques, new procedures, or even gaining a better understanding of products and services that could increase your business efficiency. All businesses have their ebbs and flows in terms of workload. But during the pandemic, a lot of businesses came to a screeching halt. This was a perfect time to look at what training was out there and examine the areas of your business that could use some updating or explore areas in which you could use new techniques and procedures. A great example of this is a continuation of the IT examples mentioned above. IT is constantly changing. New products and software are developed almost every day. But how well do you know the products you are using now? If you are a startup company, you want to get the biggest bang for your buck. But a lot of people are not fully utilizing the capabilities of some of the software they currently have because they have never taken training on it. Take Microsoft 365, for instance. Now, just realize this is not a pitch for 365, but an example. Did you know that a basic business subscription to 365 could give you a business email address, online storage, video conferencing features, the ability to make landing pages, and on top of that, give you mobile and desktop versions of Microsoft Office? While there are other factors that you need to consider, looking at something like 365 could save you a lot of money per month. Depending on what you need, a subscription could run you between $5 and $25 per month per user. However, if you look at all the different subscription options that you have out there, you could easily be spending between 10 and 15 US dollars per month for video conferencing, 100 US dollars per year for Microsoft Office subscription, 5 to 10 US dollars per month per email address utilized, and more. At the end of the day, it may not be a huge savings, but as all the software is integrated into a single platform base, it does increase efficiency. And as we mentioned earlier, little things do add up. Staying up to date and learning new techniques goes well beyond making sure that you're getting full use of your current products and services. It helps your business become more competitive as well. During the pandemic, my wife decided to expand our business reach and focus on digital marketing as well as coaching and consulting. Her network marketing business was developing sufficient passive income each month to the point she didn't need to put the majority of her focus into it. While she didn't want to abandon what she had built, she did want to find a different but complementary business to work on. As such, she started taking training on digital marketing. She further expanded her knowledge by studying to become a real estate agent in Singapore. She took advantage of the downtime to learn new skills that would benefit and expand our business. Over the years, we have spent thousands of dollars on marketing campaign, outsourcing content creation, and hiring individuals to design and maintain our websites. We have even looked at marketing services to help promote our international property investment training program. However, because of the training my wife took over the pandemic, we no longer need to outsource a lot of this work as we have the understanding and knowledge to do it ourselves now. As we spoke about in episode 19, training is great, 
but training and education without implementation is a waste of resources. By doing a routine examination of your business status, your goals, your objectives, you are able to look at the needs of your company and determine where you would benefit most from training and education and decide on the type of training that would give you the biggest return on your investment. Although nothing we discussed in this episode is specifically COVID-related, COVID did reinforce the need to conduct periodic reviews of your business or the way you are operating. We all have a lot going on, and because of this, it is human nature to start doing things out of convenience rather than necessity. As previously stated, in the military, it is habit and standard procedure to conduct after-action reviews for every operation or training event to ensure we are learning and improving as we move forward. The same should be true for business. Have you completed a marketing campaign? Have you just launched a new product or service? Or have you noticed your business has stagnated and not really going anywhere? Whatever the case may be, conducting periodic reviews of your business will help you stay flexible, save money, and improve efficiency. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and was able to take something out of it. Have you tried doing a business review and find yourself having a hard time being objective or figuring out what your next course of action should be? Do you need help with your business review and creating a plan to move forward? If so, visit our website and drop us a note. We'll be happy to discuss the ways Wolfpack Consulting can help you. I want to thank you again for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And until next time, have a great week ahead.